What's up, dudes? You're listening to Radomir MD GED. Underground Parking Therapy. You guys want to go get a tarot reading? Oh my god. Yep, well, that's what's fucking gonna happen today, motherfucker. We're gonna get a goddamn tarot reading, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I got my buddy Brandon from Washington, D.C. coming in. Black Lives Matter. And they matter here on this show. We're gonna talk a little bit about some BLM. What he feels like that, being a black man in Washington, D.C., probably one of the hardest places in the fucking world right now. He's still taking uh, the time to be our friend and to share his mystic fucking knowledge. (laughs) And I asked him if he could give the show a, a tarot reading. And this guy's good, man. Don't fuck around. Brandon, man. I met him at the uh, International Hostel in D.C. And uh, we just started smoking up, man. Smoked a couple CBD joints, you know, and went through a plethora of fucking tasty flour and talked deeply about the spirit, man. So he's definitely not one of these Federation of Light motherfuckers, (laughs) which I refuse that back on this show again. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just not working. I can't do the cult shit. And I'm really just exploiting you guys anyway, if you didn't get it. Um, (laughs) But on the tarot reading end, more ground level, more realistic, more uh, in tune. And uh, I want to have you guys welcome Brandon to the show. I'm going to get the fuck off here, because I'll just keep yakking it up, but... uh, Let's fucking enjoy this shit. On the count of three, I introduce my dear friend, Brandon, in D.C. He's going to read us some tarot cards, share some wisdom with us. Brandon, we've been trying to get this fucking show going for a minute, man. A fucking hot minute. How you doing out there? What's going on? All right. I'm chilling, man. Yeah, we've been trying to do it for a hot minute, you know. We finally got to connect and get it together, you know. Everything's been fine. Uh, yeah. I've just been rolling through, um, getting things done, stabilizing, dealing with the pandemic, just like everybody else has been, um, you know, um, going through the whole process of Black Lives Matter and all the little things that come along with all that stuff. But I've been pulling through just pretty decently, pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, man. How about you? Uh, you know, man, I, (laughs) you don't want to hear, I'm not going to bore you. (laughs) Hey, you want to listen to the show, guys? This, I'm recording my life as it goes out, you know. Uh, there has been a couple episodes I've recorded venting about, uh, specific people. I think they know who they fucking are. But, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I'll put them out in due time. You know, it's called the art of war, man, you know, and when people strike at you and they're doing and they're lying to you about petty shit and they don't fucking have their shit together and all that, man, just, you know, I know it's going to be irritating as fucking this fucking virus, you know, but I'm trying to keep positive, man, and do these shows, 
this is a rare opportunity, man. You can't blow this crap, you know? Yeah, for sure. And 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 it really sucks when you know what's going on, but it's like it's kind of like difficult to say sometimes because it's like you it's almost like you can feel what's going on, but you, you wanna be like as you want to keep things as positive as possible. You wanna keep things as you know, flowing in the best direction, you know what I mean? But sometimes it's just uh, things will happen, people will be people, and you know, everybody has a life, I guess. So they do. You know, yeah. Um, well, I just that's you know, there's a positive end to it's not everything's just this one side shit, you know. And uh there is a positive end. That's what I'm trying to extraculate out of this fucking show, you know. And uh get the positive end of shit on there because motherfucker shit's stress more stressful as the days go by but you know i can't who am i to you in this particular instance in history man you know i'm like this white motherfucker sitting here can bitching about shit you know it's like what about what do i got you know man it's like you're fucking dealing with it you know i feel you kind of kind of like an illumination like you kind of broadcasting out you know it's um it's helping people find a place where, you know, they feel as though they're not the only one going through it. Because sometimes we'll feel like we're going through, we know we're all dealing with it, but sometimes we'll feel alone dealing with it, you know? So this is a great place where you can hear other people's stories and how, how they're going on to different things. You never know what uh, someone can gain from this, you know? So it's a lot of things uh, that I'm sure people are, are, are gaining from this and, and, and appreciating, even if they don't comment or say anything. You know, there's a lot of things to appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, like, people don't appreciate a lot of the things that they do receive, you know? So, um, yeah, like second chances, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And third chances and fourth chances, even, you know? <laughs> so, you know, there's that. But uh, I wanted to do something positive, and uh, I wanted to definitely um, bring this thing out on the table, literally, where. What was my idea, Brandon? I was like, Let's, can you give the show a tarot reading, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Yep, I got my cards ready and ready to go. Also, uh, I wanted to talk about portals because it was a big... Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, cool, man. Do it, man. Let's do it. We can slightly get into that. So, so, um, so the, um, recently I've been trying to figure something out with like my life. I like... So I'm not, I'm not, I wanted to figure out, like, as I was kind of, like, transitioning through, like, basically when you kind of first met me back in the, the whole transitioning days over there at that nice place in um, Sir Howard or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of stuff was happening, and um, I didn't really know what was going on as far as, like, how I was interacting with people. My life was changing. A lot of old friends was being extracted from my life, and, and um, you know, good people, just things were going different, you know, things were going, like, in opposite directions yeah and i came to a point where i felt like everybody knew uh, everybody was doing stuff against me or something i don't know where i came up with that mindset and so you know when i thought about what you said when you were talking about portals and stuff it kind of made me think a little bit throughout that time and um i felt as though you know since this is 2020 you know it's like um they say this the this is, they say it's the year of your soulmate, you know. And they also say this is um, where the planets were two thousand years ago. So you know, it's a lot of things um, from back in the day, from way back in the day here now. And a lot of people aren't really sure how to deal with it. And in my opinion, even government type people, um, higher up people, aren't really sure how to 
do all, uh, kind of orchestrate all this stuff. They might have a plan of action, but, you know, when you're in the nitty gritty, things get a little different. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people don't really know what's going on. And I see my life changing around a lot of different people that I've been around. It's kind of weird. It's almost like the, the things have changed, whereas now I'm doing pretty much better for myself. And, and it seems as though that people that I've been dealing with aren't really doing so well. And I'm not trying to make myself feel better anyway. I just don't really understand what I have done. You know what I'm saying? Or what kind of portal I might have stepped into to propel myself forward. You know, I, I feel as though throughout the times before this came, I tried to be as positive and genuine as possible. You, you know? are. You are a positive and uh, genuine cat too, man. And the energy, like if I could, if, you know, if I could, you know, say it like this, I felt like when I met you, bro, you were already in the fucking portal. Thanks, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I am too, and you know that. And I got that episode. I did one episode where I... Did you know I, I made it? I, I uh, converted my girlfriend, my ex girlfriend's fucking microwave into a fucking portal maker. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually got in touch with another Earth. Yeah, if you guys want to hear that episode, by the way, it's called Failures. Go back and listen to that motherfucker. And uh, my uh, paranormal investigator for the show, he's actually a, uh, you know. Um, I can't say the word, but he can, <laughs> he knows science to a nth degree and, uh, was able to help me convert my, uh, my ex's, uh, microwave oven into a portal maker and, and make a, a Rosenberg bridge. So if you guys want to go back and listen to that, that's, that's amazing. I, I still think the FCC is on my trail, but, uh, they can't find me. I think it's because of this. It's, I think it's because I use Metro PCP. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it was. <laughs> It's definitely the Metro PCP. It really, dude, all over, all over DC <laughs> PCP. <laughs> you know, fuck, man. We fucking were there though. Remember that one chick who was staying at the uh, hostel for a minute, and oh, she, yeah, the she, and, stuff. and she smoked that fentanyl pad. No, I <laughs> motherfucker. She rolled that fucking fentanyl pad up next to Seven Eleven and smoked that motherfucker, dude. Oh, I was like, holy shit, dude. I was like. <laughs> Was she at the hostel? She, she stayed the there for like a couple of days and then she was shooting up in the bathroom. And, uh, you know, the, yeah. what, the one little old guy who runs the place or whatever. You got to get the fuck out of here, you know. It's <laughs> 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 uh, straight like him, yeah. I mean, that's how it was, man. You remember. Yeah, it was. That that whole situation was, was, was and I want to talk about that too, actually. Yeah, that we, we should. Yeah. And so... You know, when you transition, the day you transition, things really did kind of took a took a took a different turn because it was it was just so I don't know things were just so odd. Oh, you mean when I left? Like right when yeah. I yeah. When you left, it was uh, the atmosphere changed. A lot of people started leaving um, within days. You know what I'm saying? Um, the ladies in the room, uh, uh, it was a room where all the ladies they started leaving like. Um, very fast too. Even the old lady left almost right after you did, or I think before or after. I can't remember. Um, there was a few other ones. It was only just one left in there, and then the room that had all eight people in there was almost nobody in there. Even the the crazy guy that you couldn't get along with, the, the black guy, he was always always. Oh, he was all rapey. He was all rapey yeah, with yeah, that yeah, fucking. Yeah. Uh, he was all rapey with the queen from Africa, <laughs> whatever. Hey, baby. hey, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? And <laughs> I didn't know what he was saying at all. He was just like, yeah. I, you know, but he was always talking that rape shit. Or yeah. he was always getting all rapey with that fucking, uh, the heavyset chick from Africa. What was her name? Queenie? Oh, uh, I forgot. I thought it was Queenie or whatever. She, she never paid her dues there, and she finally got kicked out from that from that place. Dude, mother, yeah, three times she did that shit. Yeah, and, and I, we were in the room together for about four or five nights or a week, and I think she wanted me to go at her for, for I think she wanted me to, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. But I just, I, I mean, I almost, in a mental space, I almost did it, but something had me not do it. I was just to myself and wanted to be friendly with her, you know what I mean? Because I didn't, I just, I don't know. I just wasn't there. She had an innocence to her, too, that wasn't really, like, attractive. It wasn't, like, the sexy thing. It was more like, you're a little kid, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though she was a grown woman, she just had this weird little kid complex so, there. So, uh, not it's not attractive, man. You know. Otherwise, she wasn't a bad looking chick. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, yeah. She was, you know, with us. she vibed out with us pretty well. You know what I mean? She 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 blew some uh, green with us. You know she did. I mean? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, Ernie sitting on that porch. Uh, oh with, yeah. Oh man, that motherfucker always had a fucking spliff, or you know. Just doing it. And he was on the phone with chicks all day, and then bro. he'd be on the. I don't know, bro. And then he had, like, chicks all day on the fucking phone. And then uh, at the end of the day, man, he'd be, like, all... Uh, <laughs> he'd be, like, riding his bike for three hours just long enough to get that enough money for two more nights and some beer and, uh, you know, some food from Seven Eleven. And then he'd just be, like, sitting on the fucking phone again for another, you know, 14 fucking hours, man. Just, <laughs> shit you not, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yo, to a bunch of different chicks. He was faithful to a bunch of different chicks. <laughs> wow, that that's true though. Actually, wow, yeah. You know? Nice. Yeah, I mean he had a he had a fucking bit rolling. I don't know how but he was a cool motherfucker. I loved Ernie, man. He was cool. E yeah. E wing, that's what I called him. E wing, and also he he helped me out. You know, I gave. Remember, I gave E a bike, right? Yeah. The other day, he hooked me up with his old bike because he was transitioning now. So it's almost like he returned the favor, but he he hooked the bike up. He fixed the wheels. He got the the wiring in there. He got the shit rolling, he, huh? He got the she got the shit rolling for me. I needed another bike too, so it just uh, it's it's funny how things happen. You help people, they help you back. You know, you never know. That's where it comes from. So. I was really grateful for that, yeah. And good to see him again and connect with him, you know what I'm saying? He seemed to be doing pretty well for himself, you know? And then there was Edwin. Edwin, Edwin. Edwin was the little dude with the glasses. Edwin, Edwin. Uh, light skin. Yeah, light skin. He was, like, from, like, uh, I thought he was from, like, I thought he was royalty, too, man. And he kind of left his throne or whatever uh, in, uh, I don't know, in Northern Africa or some bullshit. And he was just working that little bouncer club and whatever okay. he was doing, you know. But he was in uh, Georgetown in D.C. Okay, I didn't know he was around there. So he kind of left a little fast before I got to really connect with him. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Yeah, I didn't really get to connect. But he was cooking. He cooked shrimp a lot and fish or something. He would feed us. He would. Yeah. He came back and like would have food from the restaurant or he would buy shit. 
But, uh, you know, and he was just like everybody else, imperfect. <laughs> like you and me and everybody else, like, not perfect, you know. But when you got all of us, like, living in that fucking, you know, that one floor, man, and sharing that kitchen. But, my, yeah. you know, the the couple, man, that was in the room for a minute. They moved on pretty well, too, actually. Yeah, and that they, yeah, I couldn't stand them at the end, though. <laughs> Yeah, they started to, they, it was, I don't know, it was really, I didn't like how the the situation or the connection between you guys were turning out to be, I, it felt a little uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I had to move to the other room, because the chick was always just yelling at people. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And she, and, yeah, she just wouldn't shut the fuck up. They, <laughs> they ended up moving to the building next, back to the main building, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, that's what they needed, they needed their own space, you know? And so what happened is the guy who ran the thing, he he went in there, he moved me to the main building as well, back to room 103 or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and, like, this is what I was getting to. I feel like, I don't know, I did a lot for him. I cleaned up the other hostel places for him, and I thought he was going to give me a job or some type of opportunity, but it never turned out, right? It never came to pass or whatever. And so this is why I was talking about portals, because I feel like maybe you're right about me being some type of portal, because when I was there, it's almost, it was almost feeling like people were pulling off my energy or bouncing off something that I had that I couldn't quite see. And so for some reason, I had my laptop there and I was doing a lot. And I think they seen that. And for some reason, she got a laptop and she, or she got a computer and started doing stuff. And then she landed a, a government job while she was there. And she was doing work in the kitchen. And so it was almost like, I don't know, I could just see it. I could see the growth and progress in a person who was always around me or around me a lot. And so over time, I felt like the guy who was working there, he kept putting people in the room where I was. Because it was like people who were in the room where I was, there was something, something about them was getting better, but I couldn't see it. But other people could notice it and see it, you know? Yeah. And so it, I, I felt like there was something, I don't know if it was, Maybe it was me or something I did, but something I did, it opened up something, you know what I mean, that I, I, I can't quite see. But it does do something for others. I feel like it's a growth complex or, or some type of gateway that people can see through me. It's almost like a gateway they can see through me, some type of reflection that allows them to possibly see themselves in a different light. That's what I was just going to say, man. That's, you know, that's what there's, you know, it's just that those pieces are together there in the spirit world, you know, here they're like fragmented out. If that made sense, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put the pieces together. It kind of makes sense a little bit. And it was always, it was crazy how, like I would always go in the kitchen and get something to eat or not even that, or actually I would always blow, blow green outside the gate out in the back. And he would say, it's fine. And then he would always complain about the smell. And <laughs> I hate I that, like, dude. <laughs> and then we would have these weird laughs. So I'm just like, okay, you're swinging me now. We're laughing and you're saying it's serious. Yeah. Got the mental illness, man. I can relate to it. <laughs> oh, I know. It sucks. No, it's he hard. Cool, he helped you know, He helped us out, I guess. He did his best or whatever. You know, He was saying he was doing favors for everybody. And, and man, there was this lady who came there. She was arguing with everybody. I mean, she was just, she was just having a problem with everybody. And then she, was, she, she came to me and she asked me a question. I didn't know how to answer it. And I answered it wrong, apparently. And so then he actually yelled at me. 
Fareed, I think his name was, he yelled at me in the kitchen. I was like, what the hell is going on here? I, I almost almost was like, all right, I got to go. Uh-huh. Be around the energies. Yes. But it, it was kind of hilarious to me, but at the same time, I was just like, I I don't know this person. They're asking me how long I stayed here because apparently people can't stay there longer than two weeks is what I heard. But you know that's bullshit because I was there for like fucking three months. Right, and the other couple was there for like a year. Yeah, they were there for a minute, man. They were there. Yep. No, he'll take the money. He'll take the money. He'll take the money, right. And I gave him the money. He tried to upcharge me more because I was doing Booking.com. It was so funny. Remember uh, Brian who was there, uh, the younger kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Man, that was a, that was a journey. It was, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty odd with Brian. He was cool. He was doing music and whatever. And, and um, it was crazy. We went to the bar. Remember the garden bar next door? Oh, yeah. We went out there, and we, we were supposed to hook up with some chicks. So I go out there, and I'm trying to, you know, look fly and stuff. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun. I'm just yeah. doing my thing. We both walk in together. So I can already pick up on the intention. For some reason, there's intention coming our way. So I'm like, yeah, we got the stage, basically. You know what I'm saying? We're getting drinks and tune. And, and then I realized that Brian, he's, he's too nervous in the crowd. You know, he's too nervous and the, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. So he, he kind of threw me off because we was out. We walked in the whole center of everything. Everybody's talking, doing their thing. It's a lot of people. And so we're just in the, in the middle of it at a table, just talking and chilling. I'm thinking about walking up to some, to some girls. It's just, there's two of them standing there just talking with two guys. We could just go right up in there and we can just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he was, he kept making me feel super nervous about anything. And I was just like, and I and I connect on energy so easy, it's so easy. So it's just like, either I could, I could make it happen, or I could just be a, just too mutable, too too passive, and too like pick up on the energies or whatever. You know what I mean? So I ended up just kind of leaving it alone. But the funny thing was, he kind of left where I was and went around to where the beginning of the bar was and sat there and just was chilling and left me by myself. And after that, I was like, bro, I was like, I was, I could have came here myself. I actually didn't even want to go. Yeah, it was just like a waste of time. It was a waste of time. So going back to the portal situation, I felt like that, I felt like I brought him through a whole sequence. Like me, my energy was like the ignition to kind of push things forward because I felt like if I didn't go with him, he might have not went. Because he was trying to go to some other clubs with some other people. And I was like right there and I was already vibing with him with the music. I said, let's go. And I felt like the positive thing that I, that kind of came from that was him being able to see see kind of like from my light of how like maybe he could go about things or move about things or whatever. And he sort of transitioned out of the, the hostel himself and he started doing better. You know what I'm saying? Like he started to get better like gear and stuff and he's like working better. I don't really know his total situation because I kind of like let communications go a little bit because I felt like... We needed some space or whatever as far as like connecting. But as far as I know, he seemed to be doing pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. He seemed to be doing pretty well. Um, everything was pretty much going fine. Um, but I just still don't really know how the whole portal thing went for me. I think I just went through a whole bunch of transitions. Um, and I think, I think one of the biggest transitions was leaving everything I usually go back to for security leaving all the stuff that I usually go back to when I fall on my ass, you know, when I decided not to go back to certain things that I've done or been like, like certain things, like, you know, when you're like 
broke or you're like done, you go ask your friend or that one person that can help you. Yeah. I don't, I haven't, I decided to not do that. Instead, I decided to see where new opportunities were when I was uh, uh, dead on my ass, basically, pretty much super broke. And so I think that kind of like was the growth I needed, the growth that was always calling me, but I kept denying it because I kept being around comfortable energies or something like that, you know, comfortable, comfortable stuff. And I knew, you know, the day you left too, I knew my day was coming very soon. You felt it, huh? Yeah, I felt it because so many people kept leaving. Um, it was it was very different. It was very different. I was ready to get the fuck out of there, dude. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I was like, "Well, I'm going to Philly," and then you know what happened right after that? What? The virus. Exactly. Yeah, because it was like you know, I, if I hadn't left, I would have been stuck in D.C. with the virus. I don't know how well that would have went. <laughs> you know, because the hostel would have changed up. There would have been no hostel. I guess there wasn't one for a minute. There is none now, actually. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, they yes. fucking shut that motherfucker down. Yeah, they shut that one down and the other one, too. Um, big time. They, they definitely shut it down. Um, yep. But, uh, um, well, as far as the portal goes, that place was a portal. That's what I... Okay, yeah. Because you got to look at it like this. Uh, when you look at the how DC is uh, lined up to... I did the same thing with New Orleans, man. And it looks like a spider web, you know? Uh, the way the streets come in and out. The way they designed the streets in, uh, in DC. And if you look at where it is, it's on a ley line. And uh, okay. I, I don't know how much you know about the ley lines. I'm still studying. Uh, on the on a metaphysical end, ley lines, not the directional end, not navigational end, because ley lines are used for navigation. Mm -hmm. But also, they consist of a specific electromagnetic currency that, like a current that you can camouflage yourself in, and uh, the government can't even find you in it. Oh, oh really? I didn't know. Oh, wow. I, I know nothing is that. That's yeah, that's a little off, but you know. That's specifically for, because, you know, I'm starting an LLC to, you know, eventually I'm going to have an LLC to hunt pedophiles. And that was the one thing that I learned, you know, from my mom. So my, my mom taught me that, that one. That was definitely one of the, you guys want to camouflage yourselves? And then I also learned it and got it backed up from my, uh, my paranormal investigator for the show C2, which I hope you get to talk to at one point because he's going through surgery right now, but we're going, we're going to start the fourth season. I'd love to have you back, Brandon. You know that, man. You're fucking awesome, dude. I love you, bro. Good luck, man. You too, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, I, I want people like you to be able to get on the fucking show and say what the fuck you want, you know, and, uh, and this and it's just supposed to be more uplifting, but it not always is, dude, you know, because it deals with PTSD. And inside a portal, and here's a weird one for y'all, a portal can definitely cause you PTSD on a different level. Because it is taking you from the reality that you're set in. See, man, when you get sick of people's shit finally... And you should. Because <laughs> you know what? If you stay a clicky high school little bitch, you're pretty much going to stay a clicky high school little bitch through your life. 
and, and you know, and you're going to waste people and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when you become spiritual, becoming spiritual causes PTSD. And spirituality is not no easy thing. It's not no easy thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, you're the first motherfucker I've heard say that shit. You know that? <laughs> Everybody's like, I found Jesus. I fucking, oh my God. Oh. It's like, motherfucker, you found... You found NFL. You found NFL after you got out of church, and you won. And you know you're fucking happy about it, and you're doing chest bumps with your fucking church buddies. You know. That's what. I can't believe people say that, and they just go about their day doing the same shit. Yeah, man. Like spirituality don't exist. They'll just do whatever they want to whoever they want to, and that's what's popular right now in the virus. It's no man's land. So you know, maybe that's maybe that's we just spent the the better part of like you know, the half hour of the show to prepare for the tarot reading, and maybe I I, I would say you know not to speak for anyone other than myself, but I would say the general consensus is is people are fucking generally stressed out, and they probably want to know. When's this fucking virus going to end so we can get back to our fucking families, you know? And uh, th- I think that might be a good question to ask. Is that is that a fair one to ask, or should we do another one? Yeah, yeah, we could do a few questions. Oh, well, the main one. I, like, yeah, yeah. I like that one because I think, you know, a lot of people are like, dude, when can we get back to our fucking shit? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that is what people have basically mainly on their mind because a lot of people... They're trying to get back to their routines, their family, their you know friends, and, and they're on edge. You know, crime's yeah. gone up, drugs are gone up, family abuse has gone up, spousal abuse has gone up. You know, friendship friends are turning against friends like ravages. You know, <laughs> that's, that's it's, it's shaking up, it's shaking up everything. Everybody has to deal with it. You know what I mean? Uh huh. No one's no one's exempt. Yeah. That, that's the thing, and and throughout this thing, I felt as though I was strong enough to be exempt from it, and I wasn't, you know. And it really humbled me in a way to really, to really, to really feel, uh, you know. It just made me real, real humble in a lot of situations because you sometimes you don't really know possibly uh, how oneself can think they are or feel, you know, that invincible thing. Certain, certain types of thoughts that people have, like selfish, you know, even myself. Like I said, you know, I felt like, I'm not saying I'm better, but, you know, um, too cocky, you know, in areas where the virus will show you that you still have to deal with it just like everybody else. It kind of brought me down to a level where, I don't know, equality, you know, humanitarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, 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 I had a lesson I had to learn too. Maybe I can get a little deeper in it. A little later. So I'm going to go ahead and do these cards real quick. This is going to be for General Collective. Okay. I call it the Timeless. It's going to be a Timeless General Collective where anytime someone reads, uh, hears this on the podcast, it'll be for them. It'll be for the Collective. Okay. Okay. I'm in the closet. I had to go load my bowl, guys. Sorry about the noise. But uh, hopefully there's some noise reduction right now. Brandon, I'm going to let you do your thing, man. What do we have for the Times Collective regarding when this pandemic will be over? What do we have for the Times Have you had anybody ask you that yet? No, not one person. Nope. Motherfucker, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, so I think people are too stressed out to, to ask it. They're more so just the fire is all around them. They're just so busy trying to keep things together. You know, I know. Uh-huh. The ring, the ring of fire. You can't see. Some people can't even see growth because of all the things that they have to deal with currently. And um, man, so many people lost their job. So many people lost their jobs. And I remember this one chick, she was working at the uh, Chaplin or, or, or Zeppelin over across, not too far from the home, the thing. And she said, I'm just get groceries or whatever real quick. Cause she was pretty much getting laid off from her job. I've never seen her again. And to me, that made me feel so bad because she, I used to see her a lot around the area and I wonder what happened to her. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully she's fine. Hopefully everything's okay. You know what I mean? So that thing I remember her was getting groceries. So I was just like, you know, it just made me feel kind of like, some type of way that I haven't seen that person in the area anymore. So it just made me think how serious things are getting for a lot of people and a lot of restaurants shutting down. So we're going to go ahead and see what we have for the collective, right? Okay. For when this pandemic is over. I'm using the Lime Strider deck. It's the third deck. Um, it's very good. It's very silky. And it's very, it's very soft and can connect easy with this deck. So let's go ahead. Sounds sexy. I love this damn deck. I'm like touching myself over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Occasionally, I, I find myself in that in that atmosphere with this deck. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think you know what though. On a serious note, I think uh, before you read it too, man. One of the things I wanted to add in was like my patience with motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck who it is if they don't keep their word right away right now. I'm like, fuck them. I cut them. I just cut them right the fuck out, dude. I ain't got time for this shit. I feel like a lot of people might feel like that, too. Even though there's less going on, ironically. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. No one wants to get fucked over. and No one wants to hear lies and shit. So, you know. That's, that's, that's true. A lot of people want the truth now. A lot of people before didn't want the truth. So I think now. that's... Put let's put that energy into this reading, you know, as well. Where not just this. Oh, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the we could get the media call on when COVID ends, you know. But let's see, you know, what the if it's how real it, how real it is. Not if it's real, but how real it is because people are dropping. You know that this shit's you know it's. Uh, uh, we sh I wanted. There's a lot of answers to come out of it that people want to know. It's not just me. So, uh, excuse me. Yeah, and uh, you know they just. That's it. That energy right there. So I'm putting that. I'm casting that out there for everybody on the planet, man. You know we're putting it into this one. The tarot reader and the punk rocker. Sitting here, <laughs> ready to fucking pump out some. We're gonna see what the cards say. You're fucking awesome, man. Thank you for this, dude. Dude, you also kind of inspired me a little bit with that energy of no fucks given with the whole no bullshit. Because you kind of, you kind of was either already in it or started building that at the hostel, and then like I kind of needed a, I kind of needed a little, um, like, you know, an example of that. You kind of like showed that, you know, because you weren't given no, you weren't taking no shit. And, and I really don't from anybody, dude. I wasn't before the virus, but since the virus, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. But yeah, 
I set an example for you, is that what you were saying? In a sense, yeah, you did. Yeah, without even knowing it. And so I feel as though, you know, that can kind of be brought out in your in the podcast here as well. Setting yeah. Many different examples. So I'm about to go ahead and cut the deck. Okay. And here's what's going to happen. Hey, Brand, I got to tell you this because I'm not going to go back and edit this shit. I just let a non-natural recording, and so far it's been brilliant. Um, if it hits this certain mark, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, keep it rolling. So I just got to save this set, and then I got to start a new set. So if we're in the middle of a set of tarot, we'll keep it going, okay? I'm just right. going to let you know, hey, I got I to gotta make a new set. I'll just say it like that so I keep it simple. All right, we'll do. All right, okay, all right. All right, let's go. All right, so let's see. This is for the collector. I want to just pretty much know more about the pandemic. I already have a preset, pre mindset, or a pre understanding of it, but we're going to go from the cards, see what the energies have today. One more shuffle, put it once more. That's what I'm feeling. All right. It'll be a 10 card spread. We have the Page of Cups in reverse. We have the devil card in reverse. We have the ten of wands in reverse. Oh, we have shit. a lot of reverses already. Hmm. We have the hierophant in reverse. Damn. The magician in the upright. Hmm. The five of pentacles in the reverse, which is actually a good position for the five of pentacles. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six. We have the ten of cups in reverse. Ooh. The two of cups in the upright. The three of pentacles in reverse, and then the nine of cups in the upright. Oh. And the underlining is the nine of swords. So the nine of swords represents anxiety, sleepless nights, always thinking critically and overthinking about situations, trying to analyze, um, overanalyze. Um, and thinking that can over time cause changes and defects in the body, health, etc. So a lot of people in this pandemic and how this is going are more so thinking their way into a negative situation more or less more than anything is what I'm getting from this. And um, I feel as though right now the pandemic is really challenging our thinking um, at its best. Um, for everybody, because we're all dealing with it. And where the mind goes, the bodies go, you know. Now, starting off here with the page of pentacle, page of cups in reverse, all the pages talks about messages, you know, messages or new steps. But most like most of the time, it's a new path. So we all had to kind of jump into a new creative endeavor. A lot of people I've talked to, they're not really sure about their jobs currently or whatever they're doing at this moment or looking for a purpose. You know, something that they can be fulfilled in, something that they uh, can put their passion into or, or more so just uh, dive into their emotions and really get fulfilled and created in. And it's showing here that a lot of people have been um, been just jumping around into so many different things, but not really sure where to really uh, express that creativity. And, and now they're starting to see with the devil card in reverse that a lot of false truths have been illuminated to them. You know, a lot of things have been shown that weren't really true. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things that they've been in have been uplifted. You know, a lot of things that they didn't want to see, they had to see. 
you know, they had to see for what it was. And the Ten of Wands, jumping into that, a lot of people might have started blaming, started blaming others for a lot of things they've been in because they don't want to deal with what's been, you know, a falsehood, a, something they were bounded to. You know, the pandemic kind of might have helped people more than hurt people, but it still is something that's putting a lot of pressure on people. But the it has been doing is kind of opening people up and saying there's more that you have to do in life, but now it's at this point where it's like you have to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because the reality is, you know, people need people need people out here. And when we don't do our spiritual, you know, we don't go down that spiritual path and start doing things that are our calling, we, we tend to, we, we won't be able to be there for the people that are sent um, or that are here for us to help. You know, we're sent here to do, you know, a job, a mission experience. We have a life path, you know, and a yeah. lot of people have been trying to find that, you know, but they, they're, they're on this new path, but it's, it's so weak, you know, it's at a child at a very immature level that they'll jump into something, but they won't hold it up. They won't have the emotional, um, density to hold it up, you know what I mean? Which will ruin the other person, which will cause a wheel of shit because that person's fucked, and, you know? So, oh. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Like, that's Definitely just a fucked. chain reaction of, you know? Oh, man. And also, you're right about that, too, because a, a lot of emotional connections have been happening, too. So, you know, you go around, and you just start fucking around, and you just, you know, because, you know, you're trying to find love in this pandemic because it's so hard now, you know what I'm saying? You just... Fucking here, fucking there, shitty fuck, fuck here, shitty. I don't know. It's just too much, and it's all about really people trying to find the love. They're just trying to find that 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 soulmate, you know. But the way they're going about it is 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 they're just trying to manipulate things because that's more or less what they've been doing. You know what I mean? And it's showing that you can't do certain things anymore. You know that whole way of doing things has been broken, and a lot of relationships have been broken because of that. Because of the the, the emotional manipulation that can't be done anymore, you know what I mean, in certain ways. And and so that's just pretty much, that's why underlining is the nine of swords. As I said, like it's a lot of mm. things that people are thinking about, a lot of thoughts that keep coming back in. You know what I'm saying? You have uh, a lot of thoughts about self, for real, because the nine can represent coming back to yourself and thinking, you know what I'm saying, about all the things that you've been through in a sense. You know, it's... um. You know, really thinking so much that you can't sleep, you know, being on your phone too much, you know, at night when you're not trying, you're trying to sleep, you know, things like that. The Hellfriend came out with the magician. So this is where I feel like a turning point is going to come with people when they finally start to branch out from traditional things. The yeah. Hellfriend is about spiritual growth and is about um, higher education. It is about seeking education. So when people start to seek education from different unconventional things, then I feel as though they will be able to jump in a, a position of manifesting, you know, in a position of co cultivating the life that they want when they actually go outside of where they usually go to, to seek um, a, a better understanding for life, you know, mm -hmm. kind of separate themselves from the people that they normally have been around or communicated with. And, and even not just people, but places that they go to, you know, different places, traveling or just, different places within, you know, um, to grow in a spiritual nature, to grow and to connect physical, spiritual, you know, and, and what is it, mind, body, and soul, 
try to connect those things together, but in different places, in a non-traditional way, you know what I mean? To manifest here with the five of pentacles in the verse, manifest a different, a different change in your experience, more or less. Pentacles are physical reality, tangible things, experience, body, health, money. So if you want your money, if people want their money to get better, they have to do things untraditional, you know, to gain to gain that spiritual growth. And see, there's a spiritual currency that people don't know about. You know what I mean? I always tell people that, um, you know, I, I had this philosophy, I always say, you know, what we do for others will be done for us. And what we do to others will be done to us. And I always say that I, I almost li I live by that, you know what I mean? And so when we do good things and we find different places to grow and we use those things and we benefit others with our spiritual practices, those things come right back around tenfold. You know what I'm saying? And we received those things. Just like I said, E, he gave me that bike. Mm -hmm. I got a better, I got a better bike, you know, in a better condition. I gave him something to help him get on his feet. He yep. gave me something that's gonna help me propel myself. Yeah. And so I'm I'm so thankful for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a grateful thing. Yeah. Such a grateful thing. And then It's right fucking deep, this, man. It's deep. Right. It's deep. It's deep shit. It's deep Thank shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love Thank it. You, yes. Thanks, man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's deep shit. Release. Yeah. That was, that was good. I cuss for for release. That's why I cuss. That's why I cuss like a motherfucker too, man. <laughs> I, I think I need to cuss more. I man, I think everybody should cuss more. I trust them. I trust yeah. them a lot more. Yeah. I do cuss a lot more. I'm... Um, I'm not in the, I don't, where I'm at doing this isn't the best place to cuss too much because, you know, it's, it's <laughs> right now I'm at, I'm at my mom's place. You got to be respectful and, and, and we need good sound quality for the show too, so there's that part. But, yeah, but fuck it. <laughs> I will cuss for you, Brandon. <laughs> no, let me stop. Let me stop. You can cuss I, I cuss for him because he cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, All right. Man. Well, you know, I feel a lot of rage, anger. I got PTSD like a motherfucker, man, you know? And it's just like when people fuck with me right now, dude. Yeah. Oh. Whew. And uh, I've been trying to just keep the podcast rolling, but, you know, I felt like that's the, the virus is like coming out of the example of like this coming out of this, you know, relationship that you had. Because when you look at the freedoms that we took, and we just kind of were living with it, you know? And then all of a sudden, it left, like, you know, a lover in the night, really. And everybody was just neutered. That's what I felt like, <laughs> you know? All of a sudden, you can you know sex, you know? Your sex is kind of the, uh, the way that we intertwine with people just in society, just walking around, you know? Because there's, like, this interaction. It's not the sexual, you know, obvious reproduction system bullshit, but it's the fucking spiritual reproduction system you know where you are entangled with other people just in public and in public places and it's not based off of a sexual orientation necessarily it's based off of spiritual connection you know i it does kind of come off the virus does come off the way that the rest of the world operates and is open and the way that we're not and are sicker than everybody else is pretty interesting. You know, it's because it it's like, how come the rest of the world's open? Right. And it is. 
<laughs> the rest of the world is... You know, it's like... And the other question I had, too, was... How come guys like Trump and Tom Hanks can move to Greece after he's been... Him and his wife were diagnosed with COVID? Oh, man. How can they get to move? They didn't just... They didn't just take a trip to Greece... Which they can't, you know. My, it's just like whatever. So, so, so he gets the virus. He gets quote unquote the virus, and his wife gets it first, which they never had the virus. Um, and this gives him publicity and people to feel sorry for him. Yeah, because he killed Isaac Cappy. Did you know that? Wow. No. You know who Isaac Cappy was? He was this actor guy that was New Blood in Hollywood more. He was more New Blood, you know, but he's a great guy. And uh, he didn't understand that Hollywood runs off pedophilism, basically. And, uh, you know, obviously there's parts like where I got to hang out with other punks and that shit wasn't happening. We would have killed anybody that came around us like that, you know. But And there's plenty of people in L.A. that feel that way. But, you know, in that center of the entertainment, you know, where people are actually working in that specific organization, it's just, it's ran off pedophilia. I did not know that. And fucking uh, Tom Hanks bought a 13-year-old girl. Whew. Fucking way back in the day. And her name is Sarah. I can't remember her last name, dude, but you can look her up. And uh, she's got plenty to say about it. Her dad sold her when she was 13, you know? I, I, don't, I don't know where it's from. Oh my God. I know, right? But Isaac Cappy, you know, he he was going to expose. Uh, that opened up a portal because, you know, the portal that I opened, which is the second portal, I didn't need a microwave to do it, man. I... <laughs> I did it a totally different way, bro. Okay, there was like this, you know. It was more on a realistic end, let's just put it that way. The other one's more storyline bullshit. This is like, you know, this is a real deal where I had to make a portal. You know? And uh, it is currently open. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. But, you know, when I met you, I was already in that. And when I got to D.C., it was because I got sick of looking at New Orleans. <laughs> and my mom was just like, get the fuck out of here, boy. You know? oh, and I was just like, you know, she's going to play video games all day. That's all she does and raise puppies. There's not much going on, you know. It's just <laughs> uh, but uh, And I just help her out, you know, is about it. But, you know, I was already in the middle of a fucking portal, you know. I'm in the middle of a portal. I'm in the middle of a portal. I'm in the middle of a seven-year portal. Wow. So that means I got three and a half years to go, man. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Yeah. I've been bitched at by witches, too. You know that? They were like, uh, they were like, you can't have a fucking portal open that long. You know, and crap like that. I've heard it all, man. I've, I've, how can they tell you that, though? How can they, how can they have the right to tell you how long? You oh, I know who I was assigned by. Yes. And they want to argue me, oh, well, you may, I had some guy trying to make me join the Federation of Light yesterday, man. <laughs> and I had these guys on as guests twice on my show, and I made the comment at the bumper. I said, I'm not having you guys on anymore, because the one woman brought forward this guy who was like, 
I am your creator. And I was like, you're not my fucking creator. You're some meth head smoking motherfucker redneck in Florida, motherfucker. And he was like, and he was like, you talk to your dad like that with that mouth. And I was like, my dad was a pedophile. I'd kill that motherfucker if he was here right now. And, I, and he goes, no, I'm talking about God, you little bitch. And right when he said that, I was like, man, I will break your fucking neck in three places. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fucking, I was like, come find me, bitch. You know, <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. Oh my god, people are fucking fucked, you know. But you know, I'm in the portal, no killing. Uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta, like, I'm just stashed in my apartment. I don't drink. I fucking smoke a shitload of flour. You know that. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm a warlock. And you know, we both have those properties in us, man. And I think that was the. You know, because if you're dealing with Portal, chances are you, you're a warlock. I mean, you can be yeah. working for the creator. It don't matter. Yeah, I feel like I'm a warlock myself. Yeah. I, I think I, I think my type of Portal is more so I use my, my own physical body as a Portal. I felt that with you. I You know, because there's so many variations to a theme, dude. You know, and in, and in the aspect of being a Portal, I am too. Because as soon as I put my blood in it, that's what I was, you know? I became that thing, you know? And that you you can't do it without others. But, you know, don't feel bad about cutting other people out that are wasting your time right now, man. And uh, and do it with a swift adamacy. And, <laughs> and if you want them as enemies, then keep them around. Be cool to them. But if you don't have any use for their ass, fucking eliminate them. You know, because they're a waste of fucking time, dude. You know, they are. And they're full of hate. And you don't need that shit. Get it away from your ass. Right, Brandon? Yeah. True, <laughs> true ass fucking serious damn shit. It is. I just say it in a raw way, but, you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. And... and and man, like I think, I think something about that was how I have it going on. It's I had to be careful with who I'm around as far as being that because I absorb and and it could become something that I'm not. And if I'm not, it's almost like I lose something. Going like like allowing that portal to be connected to certain people, I could lose something, and I'm not sure what that is yet. You know, but I, but. But for some reason, being around certain people, I, I certainly gain you gain something, you lose something. And so it's, sometimes I lose a uh, a way of thinking. You know, it changes, and I have to be very careful with that. And and so I'm I'm always I always have this thing that allows me to go back to that one that one thought of me. You know, that that one create that the 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 what is it called? What is it called? Uh, when you're curious, your curiosity it keeps you to who you are. You know. But when you're when you're curious about what's been thrown in front of you, you can kind of get lost a little bit. So you have to like just draw back and and just get back into your human just regular curiosity for life. You yeah, know man. And, and that's what's kind of kept me alive, dealing with a lot of things uh, connected to me. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the the usefulness of my portal is to just be of a vessel to people but not the ones who are using it for things that have no good you know things that aren't really producing anything for the world or or 
or for the creator itself. You know, it's for him to say, okay, this is the person you need to be around because they're going to be the one to help this region or this section, and they need to go through. They need to go through you, which is a vessel, a portal, so that way they can transform to what they need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm here for that. You know. Um, and the Ten of Cups popped out in reverse. So a lot of people are disconnecting from family. A lot of people are being, being disconnected from real strong relationships uh, throughout this time. And right next to it is the Two of Cups. So it's almost like people need to separate from people that they've built up a really strong emotional bond with in order to find a soulmate, in order to find that one person who can align with them perfectly. Someone who will, will, will rise up to the same level that they are and it's going in the same direction that they're going, you know? Yeah. And and that's what I'm seeing here. Ten three of three of pentacles with the with the nine of cups, you know? Now the three of pentacles in reverse. So usually when it's in reverse, it's like you're trying to create a situation that's stable, that's prosperous, that's solid, that's reliable. You want to create something that's gonna be there for the long term. Only thing is in the reverse, it's like as you're creating it, there's people trying to take a piece of that as you put it into to, to, to real world, to reality. And and so, you know, I'm not really sure what that means when you have the three of pentacles and the nine of cups in the upright. Nine of cups meaning self-fulfillment, being so fulfilled that you can fulfill another person just by having them being around you. You know what I mean? Because you're so fulfilled in whatever it is you're doing. So it seems as though... You know, with the two of cups, three of pentacles in reverse, nine of cups, you know, finding that soulmate connection by branching or separating yourself from some type of whole connection or long connection you someone has been in to sort of create a situation where maybe one can possibly take from as well, could, could leech from as well to be fulfilled. I'm not too sure how that would, you know, how that really supposed to come off now for this pandemic, you know, um, with that. Because you know, at the end of this road, it's saying that people can be fulfilled in their creative endeavors. At the beginning, it was page of cups in reverse, where someone is starting a new path in creativity um, to be fulfilled. But there's they're just trying to they're in the, they're in the phase of sort of trying to just manipulate things or just being being what is called uh, uh, what do they call it bamboozle, you know? Or hmm. yeah, it's like they're just throwing it out there to see where to go, but not really putting. Uh, um, not really sinking their feet into the soil of the creativity. They're more or less just kind of just seeing where it goes and, and they'll get like gifts from the universe and they'll try it out and then won't care for it no more. You know what I mean? Because they're too busy thinking about what has the, the real reality of the situation is, is so serious to them, you know? But if they can get through all this, it's fulfillment at the end. You know, if they're able to sacrifice a little bit towards, I guess, like whoever the new the, the 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 partner that they meet the soulmate, it's not going to be all fun and games or whatever. I mean, when you find that spiritual person that you connect with, spirituality isn't necessarily all roses, like you said. But if you can deal with the the ups and downs of it, the 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 negative and the positive, you'll start to find a, a medium there where you both kind of just always know that it's going to be here, and that's the ground that you can stand on with that person. And so it's going to be some sacrifices when you, when you create a situation with that person. When you finally meet that person that is um, your soulmate for, the, for, the, for, this, for this time, for that long run at this time, you're going to find that the hardest decision between you and that person is 
creating a situation uh, where both of you can take from, you know, where you where you're not going to be able to fully have what you have created, but they would have to have some as well. You would have to learn how to share that with them. You would have to learn how to share a part of yourself with them instead of just having that whole self. Because a lot of people get into relationships could be selfish or just have certain things all to themselves. But now people would have to learn how to give a piece of what they would never give to someone that they would have they would connect to on a spiritual level. You know, something a part of yourself that you would never give someone. You know what I'm saying? It would have to be shared in order for you to find the fulfillment. That's, that'll be the great lesson, I believe. That's deep, man. That's deep. Yeah. All right. Well, look, this is the end of this set. We're going to continue, but I got to save this load, okay? So can you remember okay. where you're at? Yeah. Okay. Um, 50, 59 minutes. Yep. Uh, we're at uh, 57, 59, 8, and then when it gets to 21, I'm going to stop. Hold on. So thank you for this first part of the set. Uh, guys out there, you're not even going to know we were gone, but we're going to take a smoke break, and uh, we'll be right back. Sound good, dude? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're fucking amazing, man. You're deep, motherfucker, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. I'm sorry to be Hey, guys. This got back from the smoke break, and uh, we're going to wrap this global tarot <laughs> reading yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Smoke break was well needed. Um, well deserved. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. I had, a, I had a nice little... I'm doing the Gorilla Glue till the end of time. I just figured it's the strain I just want to stick with. You know, I figured maybe I'll get bored with it later. But, you know, for the last, I don't know how many episodes, it's been brought to you by Gorilla Glue. And it will be continued to be brought to you by Gorilla Glue. Oh, you can't go wrong with Gorilla Glue. You most certainly cannot. Oh, my God. I think I've got a good stuff today. You know, man. I'm going to do it today. So, (laughs) man, you are just amazing. You are. <laughs> so, basically, where we left off with the reading was kind of getting to the end of it, but um, okay. I kind of want to, I kind of want to look at it a little differently, real quick. So, we we have a lot of reversals here in the reading about, and reversals represent kind of problems. So, if I look at it, there's a ten card spread. We have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven reversals and three cards are upright. The only three cards that are upright are the magician, which is a mastership, your mastership, you know, that represents mastership. You have the two of cups, which is uh, synchronicity itself, you know. It could even be a deeper connection with yourself. So you're, so one would simply either find that soulmate with another person or spiritually connect to another side of yourself. Where it's your higher self, you know, somebody that you can talk to that is like it's different from you, but it, you're the same person, you know. And I've been I've been feeling as though I've been able to like see that. Like lately, I've been able to see a, a better version of myself right in front of me, or it, like in the same room as me, but they're not actually there, but they'll be sitting there looking at me or doing something or chilling. And like when I'm thinking about something, they'll nod their head to me or something. And it's really weird, but it's like, I feel like I'm moving into what they are already, you know, that higher self. And so 
with the Nine of Cups, that's the other card that's upright. It's almost like someone's fighting through a battle and finally getting to that position where they're able to create things for their life and find a deeper connection with themselves to actually finally be fulfilled in this area, in this, this time of the pandemic, going through so many things, uh, you know, but, but I think it's just that, you know, I think it's just the emotional side of things is really kind of taking the highest toll in this pandemic, you know, um, connection with self, you know, finding the connection deeper with self and others and, and finding that within things that can help support others. And that's the main thing that I'm really kind of seeing here with only, you know, having these three cards up, right? You know? Yeah. Um, and um, it's, 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 it's really cool. It's really cool to look at it like that. Um, with all the other cards face down, I think the main problem that we're all kind of facing more or less is really trying to learn um, and grow spiritually in, in ways that we have not normally done, you know, and, and finding different uh, areas and schools and covenants that can teach us, you know, that normally might wouldn't teach us because we're trying to put down something that we've been holding up for quite some time that we've been burnt out in been burnt out in um, and um, a lot of connections that have built off falsehood have come from this come from from being around from being around this energy from overthinking all the time about how things are going now from this pandemic we found ourselves really wanting to just put down all that we've worked on and all that we've built up you know for for a whole new jump out there you know kind of like growing rogue or you know, kind of just jumping into a whole new situation, you know, kind of just growing somewhere you normally don't grow and not sure where it's going to go, but having a positive outlook on it enough to use it to create life the way you want it to be created. And that's what I'm pretty much seeing here with this reading. You know, I had a, I had a buddy you know, tell me, and I'm a fucking hypocrite, Brandon, you know, man, I'm an impatient fucking asshole, I fucking will lay waste to your ass, I don't want to hear your shit, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at yeah, yeah. in my life, you know, pretty much all the time, it's militant. militant, it is, it became militant after the virus, for sure, but I, uh, have been like, you know, just, like, angry you know some of the penalties that's satanic you know this anger but i don't know man the anger uh i don't come off like on that dogmatic end with it man it's just the tool you know it can be an overpowering overriding motherfucker if you use it too much you know anger. Mm -hmm. and uh for me personally i can't speak for no one else man you know but i can only observe other people's displays of what I would consider to be angry, you know, hateful, hateful right. you know, despiteful, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, and racist. How about that? How about that one? Yeah. You know what I mean? How about fucking separatist classist mm. classes is a man. I can't fucking stand that shit. 
Motherfucker, quit acting like homeless people are fucking under your ass, dude. They are not. <laughs> you know, like, I'm barely off the fucking street. I still gotta walk up a staircase that smells like fucking human sewage every time I fucking go to my shit room. But, you know, I tried to make my little room. I got a roof. Uh, thankful for it, you know. And one, you know, all things in uh, time, you know, to heal. And uh, if you're dealing with that anger like I am, guys, and you probably are untreated like I am. And you probably fucking, uh, probably, you know, you probably are like, you know, dealing with like no professionals in, no professionals to really help you with the situation that you're in. And the most you're going to get out, you might get a good talk doctor. I meet these guys on the street. Yeah. I like my therapist and I got the right meds and they take the right meds and they're cool, man. And, uh, not everybody at different strokes, man. I have never had really any luck except for over a two month period out of my, you know, 20, you know, right at 20 years of taking, you know, mental health seriously. Uh, and I felt, you know, that's one of the things that definitely led into wanting to start this PTSD program, you know, kind of like punk rock show where I can cuss. It's not even, I don't even talk about PTSD on half the shit, but it's for them, you know? Yeah. It's for us. It doesn't, you don't have to have PTSD to listen to this shit, obviously, but it's, you know, it's, it's directed, it's directed at people like me who have it, who really do have CPTSD. And the thing about CPTSD directly, which I want to establish, that's really what, cause I'll say PTSD and it sounds all like I just got off the field, but it's CPTSD, and the only two ways you could really derive CPTSD is directly from childhood. It has to happen. It has to be this thing where it's these bad parents, and there was no rebound for like which parent the kid could rely on. I was in that such. I was a kid. I was a class A kid in that situation. That turned into a class C situation when it became violent. You know, so you got A, B, C, you work your way down the line. It's complex by that point because, you know, everything else in your life is going to fall apart. And mine generally has. And I know that um, a lot of people out there has too. I just try to stay adventurous, y'all, though, because I know my life's going to go to shit pretty much every fucking move I make. So I'll just stay in adventure mode. <laughs> at least go somewhere, <laughs> you know, meet some new people. At, you know, yeah. I don't tap. I don't tap. I don't have to tap other people's energy. That's not how I get my energy. You know, I don't have to tap motherfuckers. You know, I'm surrounded by motherfuckers that are tapping motherfuckers energy, dude. You know, and I, I'm sick of it. You know, but for me, it's just like I want to give it in. That's how I'm feeding is by giving you mine. And if people understand that little fucking trick, that's magic. It is magic. That's magic. That's magic. I just gave you guys a fucking key. You're so afraid to love each other. You're so all you want is shit for yourself. You're so fucking selfish. You know, I'm talking to all you motherfuckers too. And me. Man, I've been there too. You think I'm any better? I'm not. 
But you know what? I'm surrounded by this shit, and I see way more hateful motherfuckers than I ever will be, man. Because they look at skin, they look at your class, they look at where you live, they look at this, they look at that. What fucking dollar signs are you making? What fucking da-da-da-da? And I see motherfuckers across the board playing that shit. And they ain't from just one little team. They're not just white. They're fucking everybody. And everybody, yeah, I see them from everywhere, man. Selfish dicks. Fucking selfish. Motherfuckers, you can stop being a fucking selfish motherfucker. Selfish. Vampirics. Blood-sucking enemies. Yeah, quit sucking people's shit, dude. It's just what it is. That's why I do this podcast, man. I'm just like, you know what, man? I can. This is my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We get to talk about this shit. <laughs> the gorilla. That's it, my gorilla. You know it is. <laughs> you can't handle it. It's like it's like garlic. You know, the gorilla glue is like garlic. Gets all the bullshit out. You know, gets all those bullshit vampires. <laughs> Blood sucking, <laughs> Man, thank you for this time, Brandon. I know you gotta uh, take care of your. Your family there. I can hear the little guy back there. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's a good signifier to go ahead and wrap it up, man. And, you know, thank you for that reading. And we're basically at a point, guys, where everything we just talked about, that's the show. You know? That's it. There's nothing to reflect on. (laughs) Just fucking do it. (laughs) You know? It's just, you know... Put it in. Put put the time in, man. You know, and if you're if you're putting time into somebody and they're not reciprocating, and they're leading and they're leading you on with expectations or whatever, dude. You know, don't. Uh, it's going to be harder for the rejection in the time of the virus. I feel like it's like oh god, it's going to be devastating. You know, people got you know. You were talking about the relationship one where the person goes and leaves and uh, to go find their, they're with, they're in a solid relationship. Is that what you were saying? They're in a solid relationship, but then they leave anyway to go find this one person there. I think it was something like that. um... That part was interesting to me. I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but I'll have to go back and listen to it. You guys should go back and listen to it too, man. There's a lot of info in this. And as usual, when you listen to Adam Air MDGED, you know, I try to fucking saturate that motherfucker with as much shit as I put, whether the facts are completely off (laughs) or I'm fucking dead on the money, man. You know, I try to keep you guys entertained and that's kind of the point, man. And, uh, and I love you all, even if I can't fucking tolerate your fucking bullshit. Um, there's still that love, you know, uh, when you take it away and you know what, here it is too, man, here it is. I hate Trump. I hate, these dictator motherfuckers. They're fucking across the board, man. But uh, if I saw that their life was in jeopardy, man, uh, and that they needed a hand or it was life or death thing, you know, I, I'd i lay my life down for... for I'd lay my life down for any anyone that I saw in that position. 
I wouldn't, I would not think twice about it. And that was one of the things my friend said too. He said, you know, who is my mom and dad? Who are my friends? He's like, what's the definition of a fucking friend? You know, it's someone that will lay their life down for you. That's all it is. That's what it is. And if you guys know that and you're feeling that and you're not prone to violence like that, see, man, I'm a violent motherfucker, but don't get it wrong, dude. You know, I, (laughs) I'm not fucking going at, but you know, if I hear injustice and shit like that, you know, and if I had, I haven't come across any in a while, dude, it's just been all personal strife. That's not the same shit. I'm talking about when you're on fucking like, you know, on the street. And you saw some motherfucker just getting fucked up, and you knew it was unfair. And if you just stood there and didn't do nothing, man, that's on you, dude. Yeah. And if you try to fucking walk the other way, that's on you, dude. Yeah. I can't live like that, dude. And I'm not going to be in a world like that. I already hate living on pedophile fucking planet. You know what I mean? Where fucking pedophiles just get to do whatever the fuck they want. People get to violate children. They get to violate elders. They get to violate fucking the spirit like we're sharing today. Not at one point is any religious context the old bullshit coming up in this shit where you have to do something to get it. No, man, the spirit is yours, dude. Access that shit, you know? It's right there. It's in you. Don't fall for this shit. You don't have to sign up for nothing. You don't have to pay for nothing. You don't have to fucking burn weird, you know, shit. Even though you, if you hear some Anokia knowledge, you might want to burn a little sage, right, Brandon? Right, a little sage. A little sage, you know. But um, otherwise, you know, man, that's it. You know, that's you don't come into the spirit through this carnal-minded shit. You know what carnal is? I know it's, it's flesh. Uh, it's the flesh like, mind. Oh, yeah, oh, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. if you try to find the spirit through the flesh mind, you're going to find corruption. Yeah. You have to, it's, it's, it's hard for me to explain it, but it'll, 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 it almost finds you. You have to accept it. Yeah, you'll feel it. It's an animator, man. It's not something tangible. It doesn't have a social security number. You're not going to buy it. <laughs> Can't buy you love, man. Right? And once you start to feel it, you'll start to see it. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Can't buy love, man. You gotta earn that shit. You gotta earn that shit, man. Hey, man, don't be telling motherfuckers you love them either, guys out there. Don't be telling. Don't be telling nobody you love them if you don't love them. I need to hear that, and that's. That's true. And don't be doing nothing like this if there's no real love in it. Because you know what? No love will come out of it. That's also what my friend said. He's like, you can do the nicest shit in the world. You can do the sweetest shit in the world, man. And if there's no if there's no love in it, no love will come out of it. Damn. Damn. You know? And you're going to waste people fucking them around with fake knowledge. You're going to waste people with that shit, you know? Don't waste your time, dude. Be straight. It's okay to be angry about it, too, when they're fucking you around. It's okay, guys. It's all right, dudes. Dudesses. 
That was the page of Ducks in Reverse. That's fake. Um, yep. Thank you. Right? See? Yeah. It's all right. You know? I told you I work for the creator. I, I know those cards, man. And when you say them, and I know, you know, he's blessed your ass with a sweet-ass gift that I, uh, I simply don't possess, and many do not, man. And you read them with these, and I love the look, you know, how liquid it is when you're like, and this is what this card is, and this, you know, you're just, it's right there, man. It's on, it's on bro. Sweet gift. It's the best of fun. <laughs> You're a good dude, man. Thank you for being here on the show with me today, man. I'm glad we put an extra couple minutes in here and got to spend this time and Damn talk. Right, Adam. Damn right. <laughs> You're a cool motherfucker, man. <laughs> Sponsored by Gorilla Glue. Sponsored by Gorilla Glue and the Gorilla Glue Olympics 2020. <laughs> the year that sucked the most. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get some of that today. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Hook that motherfucker up, man. I'm gonna go do some of my Uber deliveries tonight. Hell yeah. I'm you know I'm doing that out here, man. It's just yeah, like, I heard so. <laughs> yep. it's just like DC. It's almost weird, man. <laughs> Got it. In a lot of ways. All right, my friend. I'm gonna wrap this motherfucker up. Hang on the line, and guys, here's the closeout in three, two, one, dude. That was a sick-ass little episode, huh, guys? I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sitting at the Starbrass in Georgetown. There's no one in here. <laughs> fucking drinking an RC. Eating a fucking Caesar salad. <sighs> All we do is destroy each other. I got in a fight as soon as I got off with this fucking show, man. Can you believe that shit? Fight with someone... All we do is fight. <laughs> I'm glad I don't fight with Brandon. I don't seem to fight with the spiritual. <sighs> Why can't we just get it, guys? Why can't we just understand? Give each other some common respect. I've been meeting a lot of good people, man, you know? But then I've been eating the, meeting the equal amount of fucking dickhead, fucking asshole motherfuckers. Fucking over it. Did you get the definitive answer that you were looking for? I think you got the answer. I think the answer is magic. We gave you the keys, guys. A tale of two warlocks given a global tyro reading. Fucking salad's pretty good. <laughs> what do you care about? Would you lay your life down for someone you saw being victimized? That's kind of what's going on. <laughs> hmm. 
I like this song. I always have. <laughs> I wish we were all in the same world. But apparently we're not. Pilgrims on the planet. Totally psychic. Stay in tune, guys. Brandon, you're fucking beautiful, man. I love you guys. Eat some greens. Don't drink the tap water. <laughs> and stay tuned for the next episode of Adam Air MDGED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Brought to you by Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey guys, this is the tester. I'm with my friend Brandon. What are you doing, Brandon? Yo, what's good? Ain't nuts, man. Just feeling the vibe, getting in. You know what I'm saying? Got my cards with me. Ready to speak some real good shit. Some real serious, authentic, realistic shit. <laughs> I fucking love that. You're listening to Adam Air MD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy.